Come on now, what you want to do? What you want to do, Jasmine? Hey, yo, what? Can't be crazy, cause, uh, hey, have you ever felt, oh, oh, you heard that note? I you ooh, ooh, that crazy little, come on, now, come on, now, what you gonna, uh, what you gonna do, Jasmine, huh, what you gonna do, when it's what? Call me crazy, but I think it's time to love my life. Let's go. Let it, let it. Man, listen. Hey. Call me crazy, but I think Ooh, baby, it's killer. Ooh, that's right, that's. Listen, man. Hey, you never wanna give it up. This is his note. Listen, I don't understand why. If we're talking about vocalists, if we're talking about songwriters, if we're talking about vocal arrangements, why isn't Jasmine Sullivan's name mentioned when we talk about the greats? Why isn't her voice, why isn't her name mentioned? Dang, y'all be making me sick. Mess with all these other fake vocalists out there and you got Jasmine Sullivan like y'all don't understand what music sounds like. Man, get out of here. Um, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? That's how I was feeling this morning. I was feeling like Let It Burn, you know, playing some Jasmine Sullivan to get the day started, you know? Um, what's good? How you doing? Thanks for tuning in. It's your boy, Five Mics, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. This is the Idea of Manhood podcast coming to you live and direct today. This is season three, episode nine, I believe. Um, and, uh, I I have a short one today only because I'm pressed for time and I have to work out this morning. I have to catch a train by 812, uh, 8-11, it's 543, uh, I have to work out, get the kids ready, drop off baby girl at, at, uh, her before care, get the boy on the bus, all that stuff. So I got a lot to do this morning. And this is a regular morning, um, but I just, I got a late start. I was supposed to record last night, da 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 Excuses are the tools of the incompetent used to build monuments of nothingness, and those that use them are seldom good for anything else. So, with that said, here we are, right? Um, I have a lot to talk about, but I'm going to try to focus on one thing, one story, one... I don't even know. Um, Something struck me this week. Um, You know, in my role as a father, did I just jump right in? I feel like I just jumped right into the conversation. Let me tell a story first, right? Let me tell my story first. So the story is last Monday. So this past Monday, my my son was in an all-day indoor soccer tournament right and they regularly have these kind of tournaments like they had on martin luther king they have it on um president's day you know any of those holidays where it's like you get a monday off and kids are at home like they have these you know one day tournaments you bring a team in indoor you know low low energy not low energy but you know low stakes i guess and so 
head coach of the team brought the kids together and they competed. And so, you know, I've talked about my son on this podcast in relation to sports, you know, in relation to school, you know, in relation to taekwondo, um, in all areas that this boy is is in he's excelling right he's doing really really well you know what i mean like um and then to round it all out he's a good kid you know he's he's mild-mannered he you know um he's still a kid right now you know he's 11 and he hangs around some kids that are a little bit more mature and they have older siblings so like you know he doesn't listen to the radio that's a big thing because you get so much like the kids get so much of their slang and fake swag from the radio, you know, so he's still a kid. He still likes to play. He still watches cartoons. He still, you know, plays with toys. He still might believe in Santa Claus, which is, hey, I'm not. Look, you got all your life to be an adult. Be a kid as long as you can. Right. Um in school, he's excelling, you know, all A's and B's. He's an all A's and B's kind of kid. And not only does he make all A's and B's because, you know, it's not easy. It's not hard to make all A's and B's kindergarten through sixth grade where he's in. But he cares about his grades. And that's the new thing. Like, he was just going through school, you know, blindly just listening and following directions. And, like, that's really all you have to do. Um but he's getting to a point now where he cares about his grades, where, like, you know, he gets a B, and he's like, oh, man, all I had to do was this, and I could have got an A. That's what warms my heart, you know, or if he does get a C, or, you know, if he gets a bad grade, you know, he'll be, like, so down and so upset with himself. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want, that guilt. Um, academic guilt is amazing. Anyhow, so, you know, he cares about his grades. You know, he he... He's about to be a black belt. So, you know, it's, it's, he's stuck with something from the time when he was six years old, five years old as a white belt. Now he's 11, you know, about to be a black belt. And he's stuck with it. He hasn't given up where a lot of his friends have kind of like, you know, ran run his course with Taekwondo. Where I talk about him the most um, is with his sports. And it started to get me to think, like, um, you know, I'm always the type of parent that, like, I don't want to be that parent. You know, I don't want to be whatever in your mind is whoever that parent is on the football field, basketball, court, soccer, baseball, diamond, whatever. Like, whoever that parent is, I don't want to ever be that parent. You know, so whether it's. You know, someone that's always complaining, oh, we always got to travel, oh, we all gotta, oh, so much money. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that's always like, yo, my son is the best. Like, what would he, look what he's doing. Not only thinking that, but then also vocalizing that out like, yo, coach, you need to play number three. You know, like, I don't want to be that guy. You know, I don't want to be the parent that doesn't know anything about the game. Don't want to be that guy. You know, I don't want to be the parent that's always you know, has something negative to say about the coaches or talk bad about other kids. Like, I just want to be a mellow parent. I just want to be, you know, chilling in the background. I just want to be like, you know, I don't want to be extra. I don't want to emote that way. I don't want to show that. Now, in my body, 
in my mind with my eyes i'm looking around and i'm seeing things now right like and i've always seen things when it comes to my kid playing sports i've always seen different things and because i don't want to be that dad i've played the humble i play super humble like you know Every team, and now, okay, so what What this podcast is, is like, this episode is me just like talking that stuff, like, okay, you know, young king over here on the court, like, I still don't want to go that far, but it's the reason why I'm having this episode, you know, this time, um, and I'm going to go back to my story about the, the MLK soccer tournament, right, and so... I don't always like to talk that stuff, but from the time my son was, you know, from the time my son was seven, I knew he was different. You know what I'm saying? Like just on, just off eyesight, just off like whenever my kids are doing something, whenever my kids are doing something, so that I could watch in an objective way, I tried to disconnect my role as a dad, as you know, I try to disconnect in that moment so that I can respond like a regular person. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if I'm being dad, if I'm in daddy mode and I'm watching my son play soccer and a kid bumps into him pushes him down the ref doesn't call it those are the parents you see running on the field cursing the ref out flipping over chairs and i see that every single game where like parents are just doing the absolute most like yelling come on ref what are you doing put some eyes in your head you know what i'm saying like i don't ever 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 want to be that parent I've been that parent maybe once or twice when it was egregious, but um, I like to disconnect from like the relation so that one, I could be realistic and give my son realistic advice while he's on the field so that I can be emotionally detached to his performance and can focus on really like, are you doing your best? Are you trying? What kind of mood are you in today? So that I could push him or lay off of him if I need to. You know, when I became an assistant coach for a soccer team, it really changed my perspective of like how to even cheer for him. You know, when I was just a parent on the soccer field in particular, you know, I would be, you know, when he was doing good, I would say, great. When he was doing bad, quote unquote, I'm like, come on, what are you doing out there? Push, you got to work harder. But now as a coach, I don't say any of that to any kids. The only advice, the only voice they're going to hear from me while they're on the field is to push. Is to like, good job. You're doing great. Keep it up. You got this. If they're not doing great, I'll just try to even flip it in a way too. Just to say like, you know, you can do this. Like, instead of saying you got this or you great job, like, you can do this. Keep fighting. Push, push, push. Don't give up. You know, and so 
when I'm watching my son, I try to detach so I can give him real advice. Because when it's your baby, when it's your, oh, my boy, oh, when you have that kind of attachment to your kid on the field, there's no telling what you can do. You're wrapped up in your emotion, not in the child's emotion and how the child is experiencing this this play, this field, this whatever, this ref, this other kid on the other team. So I give all that preference to say that when my kid was, when my son was like seven or eight, I started to recognize that, okay, this boy is different. You know, um, he was bigger than a lot of the other kids. Um, and I don't even mean taller. He was just solid. Like, you know, where a lot of kids like go through their little skinny phase. Like he just never did. He was always solid. His speed is ridiculous. Like, in comparison to other kids. Like, I could still beat him in a race, but whatever. Um, but maybe. Um, you know, his speed in the game is just, I'm telling you, it's something crazy to watch. What impresses me the most with him is his field vision, right? And the way that he's able to dissect plays, like after the game, even when we're watching soccer or football, baseball, any sport, when we're watching it on TV, like he sees things that I don't see. And he's been able to do that since he was seven or eight years old. He's been able to say, oh, that's offsides, you know, or oh, you know, offensive holding on number 77, you know, he... He held them a little bit too long. Like, he can see these things. I'm like, I don't even know what offensive holding is, for real, for real. Um, and so, like, his knowledge, his, his IQ on the field in the game was just crazy. When it comes to baseball, a sport that I know absolutely nothing about or that I knew absolutely nothing about, you know, he's able to do certain things when he's pitching to change his pitch, to change his stance. You know, when he's at bat, you know, he's one of the most consistent batters. He's able to change his hand grip up and down, you know, able to swing. All right, yeah, you know, I just wanted to hit it over the second baseman to, you know, get on base. You know, I don't want to hit it too hard and get a pop fly. Like, he's able to do this, but he, he's been able to do this since he was a kid, like nine, eight, nine years old. And now that he's older and getting older in all of these sports, I'm just recognizing that even more so that this guy is different. It all came to head at this tournament on Monday, right? So the team had four games, four short 20-minute games. Indoor soccer, this, this particular sport is called futsal. And it's, kind, it's on a basketball court. Um, and it's just a fast-paced soccer game, whereas it's like basketball on soccer. It's five-on-five, five, just like basketball. You know, it's a lot of moving parts. It's quick. It's, you know, you got to have foot speed. It's, you know, shifting from offense to defense, back to back, you know, running, and it's on court. So when you fall, you know, you get court burn. Like, it's, it's serious. It's real. It's a lot of fun. They played four. What happened? Why does Siri say I have a... What? Why Siri say he's talking to me? I didn't ask you anything, Siri. Siri be wilding, yo. Siri Siri is the devil, yo. 
I'm, I promise you. Siri just started talking. It was like, Michael, I will have a lot of fun. What? What are you talking about, Siri? Uh, sorry. Relax. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so indoor futsal is, is, is fun. Like, they have four games, 20-minute games, pretty much back-to-back. From 1 o'clock, uh, they would play a game, have a five-minute break, another game. And they had like a 30-minute break, 30, 40-minute break to eat or whatever. Then they went back at like three and had two back-to-back games. And, um, you know, in all of the games, he scored two or three, go- two or three goals. First game, he scored four goals. You know, um, second game... He scored two goals. The third game, he might not have scored any, but he had like three or four assists, some crazy defensive game, defensive plays. On the fourth game, um, it was a highly contested game. Like the referee was wilding, like the other parents were crazy, and um, they lost that game. So they won the three first games, they lost the fourth game, and then they ended up going to a championship game, which they won. So they won their little tournament. So it's five games in a matter of like two or three hours. And watching him again, you know, I was proud. He played amazingly, like definitely an MVP level of play. His team would not have been able to win without him. But as I'm watching him, he, again, so as I'm watching him, I'm I'm trying to take out the parent lens. So I'm not being daddy when I'm watching him. Half the games I'm helping coach. So I'm being a little bit more instructive or whatever. But I'm watching him like, yo, this kid is bananas, B. This kid is like just the way, like what he was doing with his body. He was being so selfless. His passing, you know, just the way that like how the other team coached when he was on the court. It was, you know, the game revolved all Every single game revolved around him. Now, for parents out there to have kids that play sports, like you know what that feels like. That that's you have that proud moment, but I don't it, it was just a beyond proud moment to watch like how the players leaned on him, how the other coaches respected his presence, how the other players on the other team like you know, just got out of his way when he was barreling down. You know what I'm saying? It reminded me like when LeBron is coming down, like there's not much you can do. And he was just wilding out there. Like, often, it was crazy to watch. Diving for the ball, trying to slide and stop it so the guy, the other team can't shoot on the goalie. You know, heading, jumping up and heading the ball, boxing other players out because, you know, it, it's on a small field. So you, there's a lot of basketball moves you have to do within this game. And he's doing all this. I'm like, yo, what the, what is going on? So, you know, at the end of the game, you know, they won the tournament, got their trophy. And I was like, yo, man, I am so proud of you, dude. Like, you, you did something different today. It was different watching you today. He's like laughing. He gets a little shy or whatever. I was like, I'm telling you, man, you you got it. You got that juice. I don't know what it is because I don't have it. Okay. And I make it really clear to him that like, you know, that this is not just dad, you know, because I was a sports god. I want him to be a sports god because I was not. Please. I uh, That wasn't me. You know, that, that's not my lane. I was banned 
music guy, okay? Uh, I was band music guy. I was not athlete guy. I was not run fast man in middle school and high school. I was, you know, you know, in the band. So, um, so seeing it is just crazy. So, that's not the end of the story, y'all. Where, you know, we get back home, we're, you know, getting ready for school, you know, putting things together, you know, getting his clothes ready, getting ready to say goodnight. It's like now 9 o'clock, 9.30, getting ready to say goodnight. And I go into his room, and he's crying. He's crying. Like, trying not to show me he's crying, which I hate. Like, just tell me what you're crying for. Stop all that. <laughs> Nothing. What's wrong? I'm okay. No, no, dude. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> so I'm like, Ellington, like, what What are you going through right now? Why are you crying? You're going to bed. What's the problem? Like, you got to go to bed. Like, you can't stay up all night and watch and whatever. He, he always gets upset when he has to go to bed. He's like, no, that's not it. I was like, what's the problem? He's like, I'm in pain. Yo, my heart almost broke. I'm hurting. I was like, what do you mean? What's the problem? Like, we've been home for three hours now. So my head hurts. My butt hurts. My body hurts. I have court burn in four different places. My knee. So I was like, oh, snap. And so I sat there watching him cry, trying not to cry myself. Like, you, know, you get choked up when you see your kids in pain. And I was like, oh, man, for, like, what happened? Like, so he's like, you know, just saying the game. Like, he was. And so at that moment, I had a decision. I had a decision to be, like, comforting dad. Like, oh, my baby is going to be okay. So basically, mom. I had a choice to be mom in that moment. Like, oh, come here, baby. Oh, no, not my baby. Or this is, you know, the idea of manhood. Like, I had to go into man mode right there. So I was like, for real? Like, tell me what hurts. So he told me, boom, 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 I had this, that, my knee, da, da, da. I was like, whoa. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. He's like, what do you mean? Stop crying for him and he wiped his eyes, sat up. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, dude, I was like, that pain you feel right now is is going to be a part of your story it was that it, everything came together the vision his my vision for him like i don't know or care if it comes into fruition like this i'm not gonna like this is gonna be what you do but i was like that pain you feel i was like i guarantee right now your other 10 teammates today are sleeping comfortably pain-free with no issues they went to bed smiling tonight. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, son, you're sitting, you're laying up in your bed crying because of the pain that you're in from how hard you played today. I was like, your other friends are sleeping. They probably just had eight donuts, chilling, watching TV right now in no pain. I was like, what does that mean to you? He's like, I played too hard. Did I play too hard? I was like, no. I was like, that's what MVPs do. I was like, everything you do, you should feel pain at the end of it. 
Now, I was just wild at this point. I was just freestyling. I didn't think about it. It was just, I just went into dad mode. I don't know. I don't even know if this makes sense. This is the first time I'm talking about it. I was like, everything you do should be as hard as what you did today and should feel as good as winning. I was like, yo, I'm DJ Khaled right now. I was like, when you're in school, you study, you study, you study hard. You stay up late if you need to. You get work done. You know, you read and then you go and then you win. You get an A. You get a good grade. You learn, right? You know, Taekwondo, you've been working for six years. You know, you have to do 100 push-ups, squats. You got to do your sparring. People kicking you in the mouth. You come home with bloody mouth, bloody lip. But you work. And at the end, you get your black belt, right? That's the win. I was like, today you went out there, you played your heart out, you slid on the floor, you did what you had to do. You win, and now you're in pain. Like, that's a part of winning. And that's a part of your story. So I was like, in, 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 in 10 years, you know, or less, when you're in the majors, when you're in the college and whatever, and, and the broadcaster is going to ask you, Ellington Andrews, how, when, when did you know that you were special, that you were different, that, you know, you were a little bit better than the folks around you or that you had a little bit more, whatever? You could recall this story. Well, you know, it was Martin Luther King tournament in 2018. And, you know, we had to play four games. You tell them this story. And it made me in that moment think about LeVar Ball. I don't know why. Like, it just made me think about LeVar Ball and the amount of hell that folks give him when all he's doing, like, so you see how I told you that I turn off my switch? Like, so when I'm watching my kids, when I'm coaching my kids, like, I try not to be dad in that moment. Now, that's just me. That's just my um, my preference, but when I think of LeVar Ball and the public persona, what we see, we don't know what's happening behind closed doors. The public persona, what I'm seeing is that, you know, he just doesn't turn his dad off. Like sometimes, sometimes you got to turn your dad on and off. He just doesn't turn his off. That's not right or wrong. That's just how he chooses to be a parent of a kid of kids that play sports. And it just made me think like <clears throat> the, the media villainizes this dude for being a father. Like that's all it is. When he's out there wilding out, you know, doing the wrestling thing and saying I could beat Michael Jordan. That has nothing to do with his kids to me. That's just him making money real, real life. That's him selling his shoes, selling his shirts, drawing attention to his website, which is the exact same thing that everybody in any kind of business does in different ways. That's his way. I don't even know or care about that. That's cool for him. When I see him talking about his kids, though, when I see them in real life interviews with his kids, talking about his kids, that they're better than everybody, that he knows what to do to push their buttons and to get them to perform. That's how I feel inside. I just cover mine. You know what I'm saying? I just keep mine to myself. He just puts his out on front street and he's a number one advocate for his kids. 
And it made me think, like, I wonder if there's ways that I should be doing that. Even with my son now that's 11. Being that he's such a beast. Like, when do I go from, like, dad, you know, just assistant coach helping out to, like, yo, we need to go look at some opportunities because, you know, education ain't free. You know, there might be opportunities that can open some doors for you as an athlete that can excel you academically or vice versa. Keep it 100. So that, I just wanted to put that out there and start a conversation. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, I want to title this episode Ball is Life or Turn Your Dad Down. I don't know which one. I don't know which one. Um, but I was so proud of my son in that moment. And talking to him afterwards, I made several decisions to turn my dad on and off. Right? I think that's going to be the title of that. Turn your dad down. But like, when he's playing after the game, when I'm consoling him in the car after the game, you know, when he doesn't have a good game, you know, I don't sugarcoat it. I don't, I'm not one of those dads like, oh, as long as you have fun. Nah, we pass have fun. You have fun in, in when you're four and five years old. But to me, if you're playing hard and if you're focused, you're going to have fun while you're playing like it's just that's just how sports works play works right like if you're playing hard you're gonna have fun so i don't do those things like if he had a horrible game I'm like, oh well you should have fun no dude you gotta do better like you gotta run hard you gotta do whatever in the car after the game right during the game i gotta turn it down a little bit and just focus on pushing them and making making him better you know encouraging and empowering him so I want you all, I want dads to think about that. And I want moms to think about that too. Because I feel like that's one of the main differences between moms and dads. Is that I think mom, I think dads, this is again very blanket, very surface level assessment, right? This is anecdotal research. Uh, I think that dads have the ability and are socialized to go up and down because moms are always at a thousand i think moms are always at a hundred thousand trillion and dads oftentimes have to come in if there's a dad in the picture the other person has to come in and kind of like all right let's let's make some sense of the all the emotion all right let's balance this out a little bit and i think that's why dads are so important i think that's why another voice is so important it doesn't necessarily have to be a dad i know there's a lot of single moms out there i know there's a lot of single dads out there it doesn't have to be a dad, but I do think that every child needs multiple voices that aren't the same because moms, a lot of times, you know, for various clear reasons, wear their heart on their sleeves. Like the kids are their heart. So their heart is always exposed. So they're always in a thousand trillion. Dad's got to come in and level it out and turn it up or down depending. When a dad is turned all the way up, there's nothing more powerful. Even then when a mom is turned on, when a dad is turned up and is dadding on a thousand percent and making those connections, there's nothing like it for a kid. In my opinion, this is from a kid that's grown up with a single mom with a, a stepdad in the picture, wasn't in the picture, a real dad in the picture, not in the picture. When a dad turns all the way up and is tuned in with the kid, there's nothing like it and there's nothing more powerful. So I encourage all dads to turn up and turn down when they need to. 
uh, based on what their kids needs. Be your kids number one advocate, you know, um, support your kid the best way you can uh, and the best way that aligns with who you are as a person. That's my that's my uh, that's my my uh, session for the day. My session. Right. That'll be three hundred dollars. I'm about to go work out now real quick. Do this Tony Hort Tony Horton P90X3 real quick. 30 minutes. Go take quick back. Go get blah, 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 blah. All right. So y'all have a great day. I'll holler at y'all later. It's the idea of manhood. Holler at your boy. Season three, episode nine. Husband, father, educator, writer, MC. Peace. The microphone is new in one.